Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Yo, Boule Kev Show special guest in here. Uh, a lot of people are saying he has the song of the summer. Mm. Capella Gray. We here. If you're in New York, it's definitely the song of the summer. You know, crazy, my homie, uh, uh, shout out to Bodega Fleet. He told me about your record pretty early. And he was like, yo, this is the one. And and then, uh, like, I feel like a month later, it finally got over here. And I was like, oh, okay. What was like uh, for you with this record? What what, what was the moment where you realized this was like a real thing? When the people from out of state, from out of town started, you know what I'm saying? Tapping and tagging me and shit. I was like, we cursing everything, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. I just, as soon as all the other states started tapping in and stuff, I was like, yeah, nah, we out of here. Or, and did you originally drop this independently? Yeah. So you went in, from independent to signing, obviously, off this record. But, mm-hmm. like, what... what? Uh, yeah, it was going crazy in the city for months before it got... For months before it got picked up. All over the country, it was going stupid. It was number one on Shazam nationwide before it... Way before the deal. Before the deal. Before the deal. Or number one on Shazam. Number one. Facts. So it starts getting heat. He obviously heats up in the club first. Um, nah, outside. TikTok. Like, even, nah. So like, I don't know. I don't make songs for TikTok or anything. No, I'm saying it's not a TikTok record, but you yeah. know, shit, you know, bro. There's no like, no one knows what a TikTok song is anymore. There's shit that goes viral that you would never even. Nah, that's a fact. I'm not gonna lie. So, but um, when. Yeah, nah, with the song, it was it was just real organic. It was in the streets first. Like, people were just playing outside. The streets in New York, on day parties, a little different. Like, you know, sometimes we'll be in the club and stuff, but sometimes it's just outside barbecues and stuff like that. Like, just word of mouth, just moving around the city, and then the clubs picked it up, and then... It was over. Yeah, it was out of here. And it was, it was a wrap. Mm-hmm. And the first radio. We was on a radio rotation before the deal or anything like that. It was just... Who was the first DJ to play your song on the radio? Um, The first DJ to play it was DJ Will. Probably one of five for sure. And then it was Nyla Simone. And then everybody else picked up. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's big, man. Congrats, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's dope, too, because it's like a very, uh, it's like a national or a very worldwide sounding record. Mm-hmm. We think in New York, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes shit comes out of New York and it's like, this shit is cool. Same thing with LA. There'll be some shit that's popping out here, but we'll be like, man, this shit is cool for LA 
Or in New York, you go to New York and hear some shit in the club. You'll be like, man, this shit is fire, but it's probably not going to get out of this area. But your shit is like, bro, it's got that international sound. Or something like that. Yeah. I, I like the fact that even though, because I didn't like, it's not like I was on purpose trying to create some kind of crazy international sound. I feel like the sound in New York, is, especially when we do it the right way, it's appealing enough. So it was going to go international. You know what I'm saying? No, facts, man. You're from the Bronx, right? Yes, sir. Uptown. Uptown, baby. Yes, sir. Shout out to yeah. the Bronx. Hey, man, uh, the Bronx is like one of those boroughs that doesn't get enough love. All things considered, it's where hip-hop was birthed. It is. Facts. Literally where hip-hop started. Facts. You know, um, I think, like, obviously, there's some of the greatest rappers of all time come out the Bronx. Shout out to Pun. Shout out to Karis yeah, One. Joe, um, Yeah, Joey Crack. But, like, I feel like lately, like, you know, Ron Suno's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. You're hey, Boogie, do- of course. Hey, Boogie's, of course, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Highbridge. But, like, in general, do you feel like the Bronx has somehow become, like, the most slept-on borough in New York? Uh, easily. Like, and it's weird because it's where hip-hop started. Yeah, but, um, you know, Brooklyn was making noise for a while. Queens is outside. You know what I'm saying? Harlem is definitely – Harlem was always going to Harlem. Um, I feel like the Bronx just slept on for a while. But I feel like we got – it's it's back. We're back, I'm not going to lie, in terms of the spotlight. We always had the vibe. We just needed the spotlight. But now you yeah, got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a great energy uptown right now. Are you, um, I don't know, this is probably after your generation, but are you going to, I mean, KRS-One's got a versus with Big Daddy Kane. Mm. And uh, KRS-One, a lot of people think he's the greatest of all time. He's from the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, are you, are you looking forward to that versus? Or is that some shit where you're like, this just. For, is, the, for the culture I am. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely, I'm, I am, I'm going to make sure I'm there too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really a fan of like hip hop. So, like, so you're going to be there. I have to be there. Hey, man. Have Were you to. like li- Did you ever listen to Kira's one Like try to catch up On his older nah, shit When you were growing up No so I had to like Go back and do more research Because because of this whole Versus thing it, was, it presented the opportunity For me to go back And do my research And all that stuff like that So Yeah yo Kira's held it down For the whole borough Yeah He was, he was actually Kind of Him wilding. versus MC Sean man Wilding Queensbridge It was, was Queensbridge Versus the Bronx Shout out to KRS Now that shit should be 40 year olds and up In hip hop Are very excited I'm not quite there. I'm 34, mm. but I know all my like Brian Sampson's old ass is excited. I'm sure Neil's excited. <laughs> in this yeah. old He's like, hell yeah, Big Daddy Katie, KRS, we out here, yo. Um, I'm sure that like hella people were trying to probably approach you. Did anyone approach you to do the remix? I'm not talking about the actual like Chris Brown or Pop Combo, where there's like people who hit you trying to do a remix. Yeah, hell yeah, the whole industry remix this shit. So that's what's fun about Gallus. Like the whole industry like kind of saved. The vibes under so like um Fab did a remix um everybody bro from Tory Cranium um Jada Kingdom Busta Rhymes like it's it got crazy a boogie did a remix and these Favi like the list is low key kind of crazy people putting out their own just their own remixes just like yo if you're a DJ just pick which remix you like the most yeah it's like a yeah it's like a collectible or something like that so like the different DJs are playing it in different regions they're playing different remixes in different regions what's the biggest biggest remix that's not the official remix you think the biggest one as far as like what you hear the most when you're out I'm not gonna lie I can't even do that because there's like if I go to certain places like certain cities they're only gonna play like certain like the you go certain places, they're only going to play like the A-Boogie one and like the French Montana one. That's going to say, there's got to be a French one. I didn't yeah, know there was nah, a French one. went crazy on there. Like, the, you don't know in. Yeah, yeah, shout out to French. Yes, sir. He tapped in. Roy Woods. Every Bro, it's, it, it's getting crazy. Out. Um, 
you getting Chris Brown and Popcorn for the official one, obviously Chris Brown feels like a no-brainer, man. Yeah, that's not even like yeah, it's Chris Brown. Yeah, he bought it for like for R and B for pop for just the culture period. Like that that goes on his OD. With your project, like the music that you're working on right now, would you say that like your sound in general is in tune with this record, or do you have other pockets you get in? I get in some mad different pockets. So like even if you hear like the rest of the tape, it's just real New York, but you could tell that it's definitely um, inspired by. My Caribbean upbringing as well, and just it just has mad, I just have mad different vibes on this tape. Like it's it's. it's what was the music like? You say your Caribbean upbringing. What was the music like at home? Not when you're just in up? the household period. So we was listening to like a lot of gospel. We was listening to a lot of like Bob Marley. Just just it was. If you if you if your parents are Jamaican, there's like a playlist. Like it's a certain playlist. Like it's just <laughs> we guys was to everything. Right. 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 So, but I feel like that that inspired like a lot of the cadences and a lot of the melodies and harmonies and everything that's in my music right now. So, I mean, for you, have it like sometimes when you come out and your first record is this big, mm -hmm. it could be a gift and a curse. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that happens, and like you know, the song your first song will be bigger than you as an artist forever. It's happened with. You know, a lot of artists. You know, I don't want to name drop shit on nobody, but you mm -hmm. know, it's happened. It happens all the time. Right? Is that something that you're conscious of, like trying to make sure that your music isn't bigger than you? If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not worried about that because I know, like, I don't want to sound that way, but like, there's I'm more where that really, came from. Yeah, like, like I'm that guy. No, there's you, a whole lot more. You gotta really understand. Gallus is a freestyle. It is a minute forty five second long freestyle with no hook, no bridge, no verse, no nothing. So give, let me get this straight because when you say freestyle. For people like who aren't in the studio a lot, like there's freestyles, mm -hmm. and then there's like yeah, when okay, like so punching yeah, off the top of your head. No, 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 I'm not talking about just like a freestyle where it's like I just went in one take and just all the, there's different types of freestyles with that. That's, I'm talking about freestyle in terms of like just the, the style of the record itself. So like, there's no real structure to the there's record. no real structure. I'm basically proved that point with this. There's no rules to this music shit. So like. With the structure of a record, you know, it's supposed to be hook, verse, verse hook, hook, bridge, bridge whatever yeah. it is. You know what I'm saying? That, that certain standard of how you set up your songs. Again, like I said, with Gallus, there's no hook, no bridge, no verse, no Nathan. It's just a series of moments back to back. Like a DJ or something. And you're saying, like, we got, we got, you got a lot more where that came from. You're not worried yeah, about bro. it. For, and on yeah, bro. Because, like, all right. We have that joint, right? But then... I'm a musician, musician for real. Mm -hmm. like I play instruments and all that. I'm really a singer, singer for real. But I'm really a fan of hip hop, hip hop for real. Right. I'm really a producer. Like I produce Gallus and everything. I really, we really do this. There's way more where it comes from. Trust you me. keep all the money, is what you're saying. Make the beat, write the song, mixed it, mix the record, I everything. Damn, you're like the Bronx Russ. Kind of wild. <laughs> and and you, you heard the song that we did that Russ dropped? No, I did not. You dropped the joint two weeks ago called Seduce. It's going crazy right now. Number You know, Russ, drop, Russ drops a song every week, so it's hard for me to keep up at this point. Well, I He puts mean, a lot of fucking music out. Well, the Seduce one, the one that we got, is going stupid right now. That's all I know. <laughs> how did you? Uh, how did how did the Russ connection happen? Um, He reached out because he just see my energy, especially on Instagram and everything like that. Like, just once you tap in, you see how I move. Like, we kind of move the same. He, he produces a lot of his stuff. He engineers a lot of his mm -hmm. stuff. I do the same. 
We both talk spicy because you understand when you do it yourself, you don't have to lower your voice or laugh at no jokes that aren't funny. It's a whole real energy. So when me, me to him, people like Tori, there's certain people that is just like once we tap in, I'm learning too much from them. They're dropping too much jewels. It's, it's too fire. So once we connected, it was it was like nothing. We dropped a giant like a week after we recorded it, and now it's going stupid. Wow. Mm-hmm. Rest is dope. Was that someone who you like actually fucked with prior to like him reaching out? Because yeah, like hell yeah. No, like, I think Russ is like has been giving people so much free game for so long, and like showing people the way on so many different things. Like, of course. but he always, for some reason, motherfuckers like really like the SoundCloud era of hip hop hated him for whatever reason because they're haters and they're different. because he kept telling people where he would shoot from and say, "Yo, stop me! I'm gonna shoot from there. Stop me!" And then he would shoot from there and make it every time, every single time. Like, I'm gonna sell at the Staples Center. Sold out the Staples Center, right? Because when when you, when when you say I'm gonna sell at the Staples Center. It's oh, he's being cocky, he's being arrogant. Uh uh-uh, uh, this and until he sells out this staple center, then it what, just stop speaking. It's all now, you guys just have to, right? Definitely. That's why I appreciate this Gallus run. I was gonna say, like, you were you said earlier, when you record yourself, it's a different vibe mm. because you know, sometimes when you're in the studio, like you said, you gotta sometimes it's hard to control the vibe if there's too many variables that. Pull, pull up, come through. Maybe the producer brings a homie. Maybe the engineer brings. You know what I'm yes saying? Like and no, because the producer bring a homie. If I want him there, he, he got it anyway. So look, with my sessions, I feel like there's two different types of sessions. Sometimes I might want like some some of my sessions. Like if you see in my vlogs and stuff, it be it be mad people in there. Just be a vibe. Mad producers, engineers, mad just different. Right? Just people. Just because mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I was like, but like. Some of my other sessions, it might just be me and the piano and the laptop just creating and stuff like that. So it's just, it's, it, it varies. But either way, the, the environment is always controlled, though. I'm not going to have people freestyling my session. I saw you just were, I believe, today you were in with Hit Boy? Yeah, kind of wilding. Shit like that. Shout out to Hit Boy. Shout out to Hit Boy. Shout out One to of the Sean. greatest of all time. Yeah, definitely the GOAT. So it was Hit Boy and Sean in with you? Mm hmm. So what's that? Is that for your shit or for their shit? Or? No, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, just, just moving rounds. around. You understand, this decade, I'm a, it's, a, it's a little Wayne T-Pain run. I'm going to be on everybody's song. Like, so you're about to go on that kind of run? Everybody hook, everybody bridge, everybody verse. I might produce the beat. I might write it for you. I might be the one on the boards. Ah, that's, the, that's a good goal to have. Because when T-Pain and Lil Wayne had their run, it was like, for programmers on, on the radio side, it was a lot. It was like, yo, we can't do no artist separation. Everyone, this fucking T-Pain's on everyone's hook. So that's that's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. Whole ambush. You know what's crazy is that on the West Coast we have Blast, who's kind of like the n- other guy doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Have you guys connected or he brought me out in Brooklyn? That's crazy. So you and em- so are you? Have you Blast is another guy who does everything himself. He records himself, makes the beat, does all that. Do you guys work on any music? Just under- just knows that that'd be a good decade. Just know. So you and Blast got music together. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just a lot going on. So that means yes. Nice. Who made the beat, though? If both you guys make the, the beat, like you guys both make beats. So who made nah, the beat? He's elite. He's good. Who made the beat? He's the GOAT. Did you handle the beat or did the Blast handle the beat? It's a lot going on. I can't wait until everybody sees what's in store for this decade. You understand what I'm saying? I like how you're talking in decades. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not, because I'm not here for, for this record. I'm not here for this year. None of that. Right. I'm taking the decade at a time. That bro, most people don't look at shit that way. They're just trying to. They're just trying to get to tomorrow. Yeah, no, nah, I feel like we that's got how it. you fuck up the longevity though, because you make stupid, short-minded decisions, and then 
you know, two years from now, you ain't shit. You're, you're irrelevant. You know what I mean? You're gone. Yeah, nah. You got to come up with this energy. Because I'm, you know what I'm saying? Even though I'm very grateful to be here, it's not just happy to be here. Energy. You got to, you ready. I'm ready. So new, new uh, Russ and uh, Capella Gray joint project coming soon. <laughs> Executive produced uh, by Blast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a couple of people in the industry that I'm meeting that I'm I feel like it's it's I'm pleasant not pleasantly surprised that sounds crazy but I'm just really grateful that they're really nice at what they do like meeting Russ in person he's really dumb nice like he's dumb nice in person meeting Cranium in person like when he was recording his Gallus remix and other other all the other music he's really nice like it's not like a, a team I'm thinking I'm about to walk in it's a team of writers and a team that's always disappointing man. I've had a couple, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just seeing the who, who is who. And I'm like, who producer. actually, like, you know, especially with producers, mm-hmm. you'll be thinking like a producer so crazy and you get in the studio with them and you'll be like, oh no, they're just putting their tag on it and they got like three little homies that make the beats and, and shit. You know, and, 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 and then you get in with Hit Boy and Hit Boy will be nah, but I just going crazy. Though, in the same breath though, just, you know what I'm saying? In the same breath. Then you respect them more as businessmen too, because even though you're disappointed on the creative side, then you understand. All right, cool. No, some bullshit. Yeah, you put it on artists, I mean, and it's not know. like those artists aren't getting credit or uh, right. or getting their pub. It's and just you think that whole sound is from the hand of that producer, you that know? literally from the hand. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, oh. sometimes. But sometimes it's like Puff, where it's like there's the record might be your brainchild, where it's like, all right, I want something that has the vibe of this. I want snaps in this. I want. This type of vibe, this whatever. So you still producing the record, I guess. You know what I'm saying? You're just not pressing the button. So either way, I'm seeing. What do you side. produce your beats on? Logic, Logic. All the vocals, everything. So like you do everything Logic. through Logic. You don't even fuck with Pro Tools. Nah, I just haven't entered that chat yet. I still learn all the doors, but. Hey Logic. man, Logic is a lot. Of, you know, Quiet is kept. A lot of people only use Logic. Like Mike Posner only uses Logic. Yeah. Yeah, I know T Pain uses Logic. Um, he was using GarageBand. He was making mad hits like on GarageBand. A lot of his hits are like on GarageBand. That's wild to that's think. Cool. For people who don't know, that's like the free software that comes on your your very limited capabilities. Like and he was making like platinum hits off of that, and like with um, yeah, with, with, with Logic, with Gallus, I did everything on Logic. The vocals, the whole recorded right into it, right, everything. The that's beat, huge. Like the workflow of it. Did you uh did you have a moment at Summer Jam this year? I, I wasn't there. I had two. I so, no, I was yeah. okay. I can put you on. I was supposed to perform three times. I performed twice though. Who brought you out? Uh, a Boogie and Megan Wright. Oh, nice. Shit like that. What was the third third time you were supposed to? What what what, what happened with the third time? I always create another moment with the same vibe. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? It's, I'm That's, trying to create the biggest moments in hip hop. What was that like though? Like it's crazy. Because I've been to Summer Jam three times and. It's like people don't who've never been. It's like uh, the energy's crazy. It's yeah, like I'm. I never been to Summer Jam before this time. I said, I, well, just as an artist thing that I was writer and producer. So in my head, I was just like, I don't even want to go to Summer Jam unless like I'm. Maybe you hear your ship that you produced or or uh, you're performing. You know what I'm saying or something like that. Yeah. But, so like with summer, especially as a New Yorker, Summer Jam. That's like that's like the Grammys. That's like you know what I'm saying. It's a that's, holy grail, man. You know what I'm saying. So, and it was like rainy as fuck, right? It was stupid rainy. That's why I didn't get to perform the third time. And that's why it was fire because when it rained, the festival stage got canceled. The one outside. Right. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, man, so it's over. If there was any chance, because was, there was no advertising that I was going to perform. Everybody thought I was going to perform at all. So when 
the rain started and they canceled the festival stage, everybody thought it was clipped for that. I was performing on the main stage, so that was a, definitely a good vibe. As a new, let artist. me ask you this because you seem like somebody who's who's got your head on your shoulders with the music shit, with the business shit. What uh, I'm sure you could have. I mean, I'm sure obviously having a record as big as this. You probably had crazy leverage with the label situation. What made you want to actually do the major label thing? Because you really probably didn't need to. Like, what made you um, want to actually do that? There was just certain things from them that I wanted, and it was just that's why it's a, it's a joint venture. It was just there was just certain things that I like. By the way, off of one record, not a lot of people are getting joint ventures. It doesn't work. It doesn't very it doesn't rare, work, work, if ever. On. But I mean, you know, it comes with a lot. Once you hear some of the other stuff, like when you hear the follow up. I'm telling you, Gallus, like it's it's, a, it's dope, but just the intro, just a, just a taste. Word, I go a lot, and I gave a little preview, kind of, of what you about to hear, because you heard a little bit. A lot of people's favorite part of Gallus is the little three bars where I'm rapping. I snuck it in there. I feel like she sleeps. Right. So there's gonna be a lot more rapping. Not a lot, but you know, what I'm saying when I feel like it, now people understand that I can tap in when I feel like tapping in. That's dope. I mean, because you can kind of just. Do what you could do. You could do your own hooks and then rap the verses, <laughs> or rap the hook and sing the verses. We could do whatever, and I feel like we're kind of breaking all the rules now. Like, hey, this. man, like you said earlier, and I think that the last few years has proved this. There is zero rules to what makes a hit record anymore. Yeah, absolutely, like zero. Like mm-hmm. there used to be like uh, something you would hear a record but that don't sound like a single, and it's like uh, sometimes that doesn't even fucking matter anymore. You know what I'm saying? We're just trying to again. Like I said, I'm trying to create just the biggest. Moments in hip hop history this decade, so it's like whether who want to call it a record or whatever like that. Like right now, Gallus is a big, it's a big moment. It's a moment right for now. sure. Like people are running it back four or five times. Like it's mm-hmm. that for my next single is going to be another moment. I'm trying to do that. Whether what, it's a slow song, fast song. Whatever. What were some of those moments for you growing up? Like that you remember, like hip hop moments that was like, yo, that was I remember that the way that felt when it happened. You know what's so crazy? I wasn't I wasn't allowed to be like out like during like those big times, like those big. Moments, I wasn't really allowed to be outside. I was I was able to go to a couple of a boogie concerts. That was like you know what I'm saying. That was pretty big, but like big deal. I wasn't I wasn't around. I wasn't outside for like the like I wasn't around for the tunnel and those type of things like that. I see those from like the documentaries. So I'm trying to I'm trying to bring moments like that because I feel like I I want to see that. I don't want my generation to see that in person. So yeah, we all just hear about the tunnel, but yeah, I'm too. Wanna... Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I'm obviously. Not that I'm not I'm not I'm probably older than you, but I ain't that old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Neil, you been to the tunnel? Never. Okay, I said. I heard yeah. the tunnel. Yeah, then uh, that's where they were breaking records. So like that. There's no like place right now where you go if you want to hear like the the new fire. There's no like one place. Like, yeah, well, I, I mean, from what I understand, the New York club scene is kind of weird since COVID, right? Like, it, like because a lot of didn't a lot of places like not make it like. Yeah, but it just made the place that did make it more popular. Fair enough. I mean, it just is COVID. It, it's so weird because it's terribly unfortunate. We got to add all the disclaimer. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was a rough year for all of us. Everyone had a rough year. People died. We, right. Yes. Low key for the industry, well, at least for me on my side, mm-hmm. it was the like just the best period. That, it just could best thing that could have happened for like my career because the whole industry was in the crib. Yep. And then because a lot of things shut down, it just gave opportunity for just new things to arise, Facts. new systems, new new ways of doing things. Now it's like the old way of doing things that we've been doing for mad long, things that didn't make sense that we were just doing just based off a of tradition and just, you know what I'm saying? Now it's like, okay, let's do what makes sense now. Mm. 
And now we're wilding now. I feel like this new, this decade we're, walk, we're about to go into for music is about to be crazy. I think, too, like, guys like yourself who, like, handle so much of the workload themselves, mm-hmm. it's kind of, that got to be the new wave, man. Because, like, I, I think, like, when you think about how many rappers were really fucking hurting because they couldn't get show money. Mm-hmm. And they only had so much to do with their actual songs. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like there's so many other revenue streams. If you're handling the beat, if you're handling writing, if you're handling all these other things, mm. where hey, if shit shuts down and you don't gotta hit the hit the the, the you know the, the shows, you that still got valid. bread coming in. Sync licenses. Once you learn the business of this music stuff, it's like a big ass game. So it's like then you start learning, like. What real leverage you have by doing certain things or whatever, like it's just prior to this record. What was your buzz like? Like, what was your like? Like, how long had you been making music up I until was making music for a while? But I was a writer and producer for a mad long. Like, I was behind the scenes. So you were behind the scenes. Like, like who was you? Write, like, anybody would know that you were producing or writing for? Um, eventually, I go. You know what I'm saying? It's not time yet, right now. You know what I'm saying I like that everybody fucks with me because of Gallus for right now. But um, but yeah, I was definitely moving and shaking and stuff like that in the back and behind the scenes for a while. But like 2020, I decided to be an artist myself. So I put together a lot of songs I was writing for other people. Mm. I just threw them together and put out like a quick tape, real quick, and then a job Gallus, and then now it's a movie. So those other records that you were writing, if we like look up the credits, will your will your, your name will be on those records? Like you you got your pub right on those? Some 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 of them and some others is just you know, so we could all just go search. We could just go search for the uh, credits on a bunch of albums. I mean, good luck. <laughs> we should, we should do. Are you still interested in pro- like handling production for other artists? Hell yeah! Like I someone just, wants to hit you, like yeah, I need a I need a beat, bro. Like then let's 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 lock in and, and figure it out. Let's make it make sense. Because you know, every time like a producer turned rapper really starts to pop, or someone who does both. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when Cole first came out, he was giving Kendrick beats. When Big Crit first came out, Crit was passing beats off to people. Kanye, obviously, mm-hmm. you know. And then like they slowly, we slowly stop, stop hearing their production. I mean, I understand on other why. Because shit. Cause right now, it's you know what I'm saying. It's a, it's a good period where you know what I'm saying I'm getting to connect with everybody, and that's all you know what I'm saying is dope. Because I get to collab and you know all that. And then I understand why eventually in your career. You might start making music just solely, just like you want to produce to help tell your story. You want to do everything, mm. just you know what I'm saying. So I understand it why they wouldn't want to give away songs after a while. But right for right now, where I'm at in my career, I'm trying to work with everybody, so including Big Sean and Hit Boy for Big you know Sean's new album, Detroit Three. Coming no, soon. I'm, 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 just, <laughs> I'm, just pulling, I'm, I'm pulling shit dope. out of my ass. It's all good. You know no, those guys are always like literally. I feel like Big Sean and Hit Boy just live there, and then Nas mm-hmm. comes over sometimes, and mm-hmm. then they just make albums. And yo, I don't know. All I know is Hip like that chemistry is OD, and they haven't really missed. It's crazy. So, who's your favorite rapper ever? My favorite rapper is probably. It's weird because I have I like I like different rappers for different reasons because I'm not I like right, the storytelling. Uh, Andre 3000, Biggie, Wayne, all elite. Mm-hmm. Word, you know, see, just different reasons. Well, what's okay? Give me the reason for each one. Why, well, why Andre 3000 is like storytelling and like how it like it be sounded like he's just talking. Facts. Like he just he's just talking, telling the story, and it's like it. Every, just what's your favorite Outcast album? I don't have a favorite Outcast album. You know what's so crazy? I like feature Andre 3000 better than I like al- al- album Andre 3000. Oh, yeah, you're wildin'. I hear you. I understand you. 
And I understand why people would, would argue with that too. I gotta get, you, you've listened to Equimini? Bro, trust me, I've listened to a lot of his music. Okay, bro, I just want to make I'm, sure. I'm like, I really like. So I'm like, man, I love that Walk It Out remix, that DJ Unk verse, man. That shit was crazy. And I'm like, well, have you heard Equimini? Nah. <laughs> nah, there's certain artists where it's like features, they just kind of just be wild. You give them 16 in a topic and they just, they're. they're Dude, that Kanye Andre song that didn't come out on Donda would have been the best song on Donda. Did you hear that record that leaked? I did. I, I did. thought that shit was gas. That shit was a great Andre verse that no, just I went. Was. I was like, it "Fuck, was. man!" It like, was. You know, that was that was that was a you know what I'm saying an interesting decision by Kanye. To it was a terrible decision. Maybe because maybe the, the album did what it did because of the the final product that it came out with. Like, you know what yeah. though, I appreciate about Kanye is like, you never know. We might wake up tomorrow and he'll be like, "I added seven new songs to Donda." And, and, it's all, and it's everything we wanted. That's why I was so worried when he did the all the listening parties, and each time he do the listening party, like the last time, all the shit that like like Jay Z's verse he didn't play, and then the style shit was gone, or the the other lock shit, and all the Griselda shit was missing, and I was like, mm. but he put the album out, and it just all was. It was like the main. It was like a triple disc album or some shit. Like, That's what I'm saying. I like the fact that Kanye just does whatever he wants. He I keeps agree. People on their toes because we don't know what he's gonna do next. A lot of artists. We get bored with them because they are so predictable. We know exactly what they're about to do next. Okay, single, single album. We get it. Cool. EP. All right. With Kanye, he just be just doing whatever. Even with the sound, we don't yeah. even know what sound to expect from him Facts. with the next album. That's some real shit. I so like. we really like. We really get. We really get this. Like with that right there, we saw the evolution of Kanye. Whereas a lot of artists, they age in the game. You know, Kanye is my favorite. He's my. He's not my favorite rapper ever. He's my favorite artist ever. Artist. See, artist wise, I think he's right. got the best discography. And you know what's so crazy is like nice. Ye- Yeezus is probably like my third favorite Kanye album and everyone always shits on that album. And I'm like, bro, this shit was ahead of his time, bro. Yo, it's third, yeah. Yeezus is a to fucking... To me, third, facts. Yeezus is a perfect album. Is that the one that had um the one with Charlie Wilson? Had Black Skinhead on, on it. Yeah, 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 so that's the body of work. I'm talking about, yep. It had uh, Blood on the Leaves, the, the Nina Simone sample. Come on, bro. He just... Hold my liquor. Come on, man. He's finding different... Because we know... We know hip hop. We know sampling. We know the drums that's gonna fuck up people's car speakers. We know the certain standard of hip hop. With him, he's finding different ways of using samples. He's using, finding different ways of using synths and all this. He's experimenting with shit. I also think he'd be sampling people. Yeah, like the people he keeps around him. Like yo, think about 808s and heartbreaks. He was hanging out with Kid Cudi. Kind of sampled Cudi's whole shit. Made inspired it his own. By. Inspired, but no, but I mean sampled like in the respectful way. Mm. Chance was hanging out during the TLOP, you know what I'm saying? And he, we got like some gospel. Like, I really think like he's like mastered that. And there, there's like a talent in that to where what, mastering because growth. I feel like he just no, no. But I think what's dope just, is like he kind of is like the think about Jesus. Like he was around Travis a lot before we knew who the fuck Travis was true. during those times. True. And it's like he kind of like introduces sounds to people and they almost got to come through him for them to be commercially acceptable. At least at a certain point they did. Mm, something like that. Okay, I understand. I understand. Okay, yes. You think about it, like a kid named Cuddy mixtape came out, and like it did its thing, but it was like underground as fuck. Like it was cool. Cuddy was rapping more on that, but then 808s and Heartbreaks comes out, and it just kind of made it okay for everyone to use Auto Tune again because people are off Auto Tune. Yeah, people are shit- People are shitting on T Pain, and after 808s, which is 08, comes Drake. 
comes Cuddy, comes Man on the Moon, comes all this shit that's like just like a, and you think it was the, you a think tree it was from eight. Of course. So eight oh eight was two thousand and eight. Okay. So far gone was oh nine. Okay, when was T Pain's album that was like a? Was it like Death a, of Auto Tune was oh Death of Auto Tune is what you call seven oh six. That's that's what's his name. That's, that's, that's J, Jay. But what I'm saying I'm is after about Jay, the album that T Pain did with Circus, that, that, that joint. Yeah, that's, I kept doing. I think Circus hat. was oh six or oh seven. Oh six or oh seven. Look that shit so, up. Cook. Was that the beginning of that run? Because that T Pain run, like I feel like that's lived by the Kanye. It was a cool. It was a. It was a cool little alley, but. Nah, but when between, between when 808s and, and when 808s and heartbreaks happen, that was 08. That was 08. Hey, what up, man? We gotta interrupt the interview real quick to tell you about our family at Odd Socks. Now, when I be riding for Odd Socks so hard, man, it's because I really love the product. They got the most comfortable socks in the fucking world. I got a pair of Odd Socks basics on right now. Go get those. They got the socks, WWE joints. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Undertaker, Pepsi, motherfucking, really whatever you need. Some weed socks. Nickelodeon, but really, they got the draws now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm holding a, a pair of Tapatio underwear right now. You want some Pop Tarts on your dick? Pop Tart draws. And these motherfuckers are so comfortable. Like, man. So listen, you got to go to oddsocksofficial.com and use the uh, promo code, the discount code BootlegKev at oddsocksofficial.com. You'll save 20% off underwear, the most comfortable socks in the world. Crazy licenses. Not only they got the WWE, they got the Scarface, they got the Street Fighter, they got the Nickelodeon, they got it all. So make sure you hit that website, oddsocksofficial.com. Save 20% off with the promo code BOOTLEGKEV. All right? Go do that. Shout out to Odd Socks. Let's get back to the interview. 808s came at a time when people were off the auto-tune shit because everyone thought it was like, do you remember when Ron Browse did Pop Champagne? Of course, of course. That shit was... I was in New York at the time. That shit was hard. So you know, like, the there was ways that. to use auto-tune that were fire, mm-hmm. and I, that wasn't one of them. <laughs> but that's... And you see that? And that's what I'm saying. That's the opinion. That's the Because I'm not going to lie. Everybody no, I'm in sure New it was York a moment. Disagree. No, I'm sure it was... I mean, it was a record that I played on the radio in uh, in Phoenix. No, nah, it wasn't just a hot record. After that period, uh, there was a lot of people in New York that was sounding like that. So it was like, it was just that sound. We liked how he kind of used it. So it was a little okay, different. Listen, you, other people wouldn't. you mentioned Biggie. Why Biggie? Um, I like his cadences. So he, he was one of the first people I heard use like... Almost Jamaican cadences and flows in rap, but he just with our lingo, just with New York lingo, but just the cadences that you hear in like reggae and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you heard it in his rap. The, uh, you love, uh, uh, you love, uh, like just the certain flows that he was using. It was just like, I feel like his flow, he was just skating on songs, and I feel like he kind of set tone. Now he had the best flow ever. That was, it's nuts. It's butter, it's man. Nuts. You know who I think is only only person who comes close as far as just buttery flows? Man, the way Rose be skating on some shit, Rick Ross shit be sounding so. I'm, it's I'm, just, I'm putting Biggie first still, but he no does Biggie's first, okay, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, Not, he, and he does though. But Ross is the Ross only is person that. who like sometimes he'll you'll hear him on some shit be like, God damn, it's just so smooth. Yeah, no, he's different. And then you said Wayne, yeah, because he just just pine and he just changed again like he just really did what he wanted what's your favorite little wayne album i could probably ask you that right um i want to say carter carter three and i hate saying it because i know that's like everybody like you know what i'm saying but that album is really low-key od low-key 
Like it was actually a, like a great. I mean, to that's me. obviously is over a million in the first week. Yeah, but that but you but you do a million. In the first I like week Carter too. You don't I'm a Carter two guy because it's a good album. I love Carter two, man. Carter two was. But you know what? I'll take all the mixtape Weezy shit over all his albums. If I had to make a trade, Mm -hmm. give me all the mixtapes, keep all the albums. I'm good. Because I think the last, like, I don't know how many. His albums too much for that. Carter 2 was great. I mean, the first three Carters were amazing. mm -hmm. Like Father, Like Son is very slept on. Birdman and Wayne's album was crazy. It was cool. Outside of that, I just, I'm not crazy about, like, any of the I'm Not a Human Beings or the fucking Revolver shit. Or I thought Carter Four was some straight mid, if I'm being honest. No, nah, he had better work than Carter Four. Carter sure. Five was, you know, you could tell, like, man, Carter Five was. There was like maybe a handful of songs that were cool, but like, still a little disappointed, obviously. Carter Five, I did one a little bit more at Carter, out of Carter Five for sure. So then, all right, so I'm thinking about your the initial statement with the mixtape. I'm not gonna lie, then maybe. My thing with Wayne is the last time that I really thoroughly enjoyed a Wayne project mm. was 09, and that was the first No Ceilings. And then I think ever since really? then, yeah, I mean, tell me the albums after 09. Give me the project after 09. Because Carter 3 came out in 08. No Ceilings was 09. Okay, that's And then the, it was like um, Revolver. And okay, yeah. I mean, there was like moments versus yeah, singles. Yeah, there were yeah, singles yeah, that were cool. Like Wayne has some fucking great singles, mm-hmm. but like, I'm just thinking of the body of work that I really fucking functioned with. It really was. There was really not an, another body of work that I was like, man, this shit is crazy. There was records. So then I'm thinking about it now because you definitely opened up a, diff- a different perspective. So then, so then you you might be right. But overall, as an artist though, as a rapper, he has to be he like he has to be like in my top three because of how just. No, nah, I mean of course you know. Yeah, like he he he's the reason why everybody rap how they rap. Between Fair him. enough. Either him or Ch- Chief Keef. Yeah, I think you know it's so crazy. I feel like yeah, everybody I, sleeps. Everybody sleeps on the influence of Future. Chief Keef, Future. Yeah, Chief and Keith, Wayne. Like I feel like for this, this whole generation, generation, it's like Chief Keef, Future, and Wayne kids. And a little bit, and a little bit of drink, if but. Basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Drake. I remember there was a period for like two years where everybody was sounding like "Take Care, Drake." Everybody was just doing the singing, what you call it, over the um the filter. Oh, I hear the I hear generic Drake wannabes every single like, dude. You know how many times like people come in here and play me records, and I'm just like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Mm, yeah. This shit is like, you should write songs because write songs for Drake because this is you trying to do Drake. Like, mm, that's why I say it's gonna be a good decade because I feel like everybody right now is really priding themselves on just. Their individual, like individual sounds, like I feel like we're about to get. Definitely. I feel like we're slipping into a to an era, like, and I yes, I'm standing behind this too. I'm standing behind this. Where I feel like tag eventually people are gonna stop putting tags on beats. I think that that would be great. Yes, Whereas because like, you're sat now. People aren't gonna know you by your tag. They have to know you by your sound. So now your sound has to be unique, or you're, you're gonna. Well, also it opens up the lane for producers to actually. Get some looks that deserve it. Because right now, like, I see especially with these major labels, bro, mm-hmm. I see with my own eyes. Like, these motherfuckers are trying to push you to go, hey, yo, you got to get in with Tay Keith. You gotta, and I'm not saying that these guys are all incredible, right? Mm-hmm. But what if there's another guy who's your boy who's got yeah, but heat? but that's, that's opportunity. That has nothing to do with the tag because they had they were playing favorites in the 90s, too. You did this is fair. Timbaland. You, get us, you know, you know what? You're right. The era, though, when you were like, so, you hear Timbaland beat, you know it was a Timbaland beat. You know what I'm saying? You, you, hear, knew, you knew it was a Pharrell beat. You or a Scott Storch beat. You would know because it's in keys. Knew. So I feel like people are going to, 
now make their signature be the sound as opposed to just the tag. Mustard had that too. Yes. Mustard had that. We don't even have to hear I actually think Mustard's the only person that's had that in a long time. Because everyone else's shit, I think, is they're all hard, but they're they could be interchangeable. So yes, Mustard has had his own sound where he didn't have to put his tag. He just did. So and shout out to the League of Stars. Low key, they had that sound together, but Mustard was bigger. He had bigger records. The League of Stars was. Who, they're who from L.A. They had some. They did R.I.P. by by Jeezy. They did a bunch of records, but oh, they don't God. they don't get enough like love. Got to uh, show them love because they were doing some ill shit. Uh, when's your album coming out? Soon. I don't have a date on it yet because I'm really trying to make sure that it's. Is right first before I even. This feels like a type of record Drake would have gotten on. Uh, Gallus? Yeah. It just feels like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, well, this mm-hmm. Drake, here comes. Just when's that happen? <laughs> nah, I mean, A, there'll be other records, and B, he did what he did um practice with the same sample. What was like, uh, what do you think, like, you know, obviously Drake dabbles in the Jamaican accents mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. quite convincingly. Mm hmm. But I mean, you know what is crazy? At first, I was I was on some like, oh yeah, Drake be doing this fake accent thing until like you start meeting people from Canada. Well, Toronto people don't like, realize how much of a melting pot just Toronto is. Like they sound like they sound like Harlem featuring Jamaica featuring right. some other like so so it's like you you talk to other people from Toronto, you'd be like, oh, he he talks like his city, right? So you're not even mad at it. Yeah, I think that people, it. I think when people put that label on him, like, yo, man, you fucking appropriate. I'm like, man, you've never been to Toronto. Yeah, no, fact. Like, for example, if you're not if you're not a part of that culture, you're not gonna understand it. And no matter how much he tried to sh- shine a light on Toronto, we still only saw Drake, so we didn't. Also, I'd like to point out Drake does a good job of like helping bring up people from. Whoever, like, of course, you know what I'm saying. Drake, come on, everybody gets the Drake cosign and goes crazy. That's that. That's like he did a lot for the UK between, music scene. You know what I mean? Like between Drake and Chris Brown, they put on everybody. Drake or Chris Brown? I mean, Kanye. Drake Kanye. Kanye put on Travis. He put on. I mean, and he even put on a lot of people. He can put on Chance a little. I mean, Chance was already that motherfucker. Kanye has like a big five. It's like it's his strong five. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But Drake's got like a fucking. A, he's got a whole forest of trees. It's, that's the Midas touch. It's, yeah, it's yeah. You're right. You're right. Now nah, Drake's got the. You know what's crazy about Drake is he's put on a lot of one hit wonders. Like if you think of like, by the way, shout out to McConan because I think McConan's a great writer, great artist. But like if you think of like the amount of artists like Drake just decided to just tap in on a record with. Mm. And then, like, what happened? Like, uh, I mean, it's 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 weird. They their biggest song might be this song with Drake, but he definitely. I'm waiting to see what some, happens with Smiley. They could go crazy, even with the the McConan guy, the I love McConan, the the club going up on a Tuesday. His career has been great. Like, he no, nah, he's, he's no, nah, he had that. Re- crazy every, what was like, that record? That uh, the, the the I don't sell Molly no more. That shit was fire. I think Wiz was on the remix. Now he has some joints, but I just mean like they're going crazy. Like he did he. He gives them the care package. They go, they go crazy, and then they do what they do. They, their biggest song might be the one with Drake. So we might say, "Damn, they fell off" because they don't have another song to that magnitude. But it's the Drake song that they have. Not nah, for sure. Well, listen, man, I can't wait to hear your album. Oh, yeah, it's gonna get crazy. Um, I can't wait to hear these. these I'm gonna just hit Hit Boy and be like, "Yo, I'm gonna come to Chalice and go see what what, what, what this record sounds like." It's but crazy. Um, you and Blast have a whole album coming out I'm together. Crying, nah, he's dope, buddy. <laughs> 
That's manifesting. He's going crazy. So Blast, 50, we need to make that happen. He'll do 50% anyway, so. of the beats. He'll do 50% of the yeah, that beats. That sounds like a great idea. Blast, holla um, at me. Yeah. You guys a joint tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be New York to LA. That's big for our coast. That's big for the culture. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Shit like that. Uh, Drake's going to be on the album. I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, manifest it all. We here. Yeah. 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 Shit me, come on. I'm here for it. Yeah. That would be big for the culture. We got to do something crazy. We got to create the biggest moments in hip-hop history, period. This I is like the, the way you talk, man. The way you're talking about moments and decades, yes. I love that energy. Oh, we have to, bro. Have to. Listen. I feel like the culture needed this. That's what we need. Yeah, man. That shit is big, bro. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, we are, the follow-up single, is that coming sooner? Then, I mean, the remix. Yeah, that's should... terribly soon. It's called Talk Nice. It's a Talk Nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Talk Nice. Yikes, that's tough. Trust me, when you hear it, you're going to be like, you're, okay, I understand. What you know what's crazy? We haven't had a record like this out of New York, I feel like, since, like, I, like that was like the number one song in the club mm-hmm. since Panda. That's the last time, right? Since New York had the yeah, number yeah, one yeah. song in the club uh, uh, all over the country. I'm not crazy. talking about in New York. Welcome to the party. Was not the number one song in LA. It wasn't? Respectfully. Big Drip? Dior, maybe. No, 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 no. Big Drip was not. Dior might have been it. Low key, no disrespect. I've left out Fat Joe all the way up. All the way up was crazy like that. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't really think about. It. I don't know why I didn't think about it. That was a fucking missile. Missile. You still play all the way up now at like eleven forty-five and get it off early, and everyone yeah, will go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would say Dior uh, all the way up, then Panda. Yeah, and Gallus. Yeah, don't be, I'm glad to be part of the conversation. Come yeah. on. Yeah, and watch when we drop the next joint. Come on, I'm telling you, I'm wilding. Okay, we gonna say, hey man, I I believe you now. Yeah, not everyone comes up here and talks like this. All right, we're gonna see this guy for the next ten years at least. At at minimum. At minimum, the next ten years, he's gonna be the new Nate Dog, the new T Pain, the new Puff, the new Tyler Perry, the new Master P. You heard all that. He's gonna be a fucking billionaire. Yeah, opening a a movie studio in the Bronx. They're going to name the, the Bronx most. after him. Come on. Shit like that. And shit like that. He's going to be at the battle, jumping out on stage with KRS-One, yeah. doing Jalis. You know what I'm saying? Jalis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. good. Now, it's so good. We don't get to put that good old ca- asterisk, ca- Jalis. Yeah, the, ca- yeah ca- ca- the Caucasian pronunciation. So good. Uh-huh. You're actually going to the battle? No, nah, I'm, I'm a thousand percent going to Have battle. you met KRS-One? I haven't guys met him yet. Just post that picture, please. Get the photo with KRS. Oh, of course. That's legendary. I'm going to put you with both. Karis One, Temple of Hip Hop, man. He's a legend, bro. Yeah, nah, he's different. Him and Big Daddy, you know, Big Daddy Kane used to fuck Madonna, bro. Really? He was piping Madonna. Madonna? Like, that was like his bitch for like a little bit. And he, she's in the pop world. And he's in hip hop. No, That's he dope. was fucking Madonna when she was like the biggest lady in the world. As a rap. That's dope. I'm not gonna lie. He was giving her that cane, bruh. Smooth <laughs> operator, bruh. Shout out to shout out to the guy. You know what I'm saying? Big Daddy shout Kane, to, a legend too. Yes, sir. Anyway, Come man, on. and you're and you're a legend, Capella Gray. Yes, sir. We here. Boom. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos, and I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's "Dreams" to the Ronettes' "Be My Baby," and modern day classics like The Killers' "Mr. Brightside." Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.